0: Today's reading is Galatians 5, 13 to 26. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you buy and devour each other, Watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desire what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is in contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh were obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fit of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgy, and the I warn you, as I did before, that those who live by this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the, spirit that, but the fruit of Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, fitness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ has crucified the flesh with its passion and desire. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conce- conceited, provoking and envying each other.
1: Thank you for your word. It's just as relevant now as when it was written originally. And uh, you speak through to us um, through your word. So would you now, Lord, uh, guide our hearts and our minds as we reflect on what you're saying and what you're doing among us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll switch that on now. Um, So last week, Philip mentioned... Alice Cooper and this week I'm gonna mention another great musician Marvin Gaye and uh, this is perhaps I think his best album what's going on Uh, it was a bit of a departure for Motown Records at the time who generally just had sort of nice I love you baby pop songs Um, but he he did this as like a concept album and the songs certainly on the first side I know we don't do that these days but on the first side It goes one into the other and um, he doesn't just sing about love, he sings about um, the environment actually, there's a song about the environment (laughs) in 1971 Uh, and there's a song about drugs and there's about uh, social justice issues and there's a lot about God as well and uh, he just felt that God was speaking through him as he wrote this album and uh, it's a beautiful album and um, Marvin Gaye had a beautiful voice like an angel Yeah, he's an he's amazing musician but he was also a very conflicted man as well and he did struggle with drug addiction particularly to cocaine and um, very sadly his life ended very badly uh, he was shot by his own father and um, towards the end of his life particularly struggled with uh, addiction to sex and to pornography broke string of broken relationships uh, he was a man who was totally conflicted His biographer wrote about him and called the book Divided Soul. And that kind of described Marvin Gaye. uh, Very divided between kind of almost the the things of God but also the things of uh, the world. Very worldly things. (coughs) And Paul describes in this passage uh, these two elements that uh, we might encounter. The things of God but also the things of the world. Throughout Galatians, he's been again and again hammering the point home, and we've been looking at this for weeks now, uh, and saying that you're free. You're called to be free. Jesus died for you to set you free. And again, he says in this passage, brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, you're called to be free. Sometimes we wonder, Lord, am I called to do this or do that? Am I called to this buy this house or that house or this car or that car? Am I called to, you know, plums or apricots? I don't know, Lord. What do you think? You're called to be free. First and foremost, you're called to be free. And again, he reminds people what that is all about. The the book of Galatians, all about your identity as free sons and daughters of God. But with that freedom, what you're going to do, and again, Philip touched on this last week, what you're going to do with your freedom. You are free at the end of this service to grab a box of cake. Um, There's some cakes there left over from Kingdom Cafe, which closed on Friday because of the weather. You can take a box of cake. You are free to get your coat and take all of the boxes of cake and put them all in your coat and walk out like this and hope no one will notice. You are free to do that. But is that the best thing to do? (laughs) Paul says here, you're free but don't use your freedom to indulge your flesh. Now, There's nothing wrong with flesh, because you need it, right, to walk about. You've got flesh on your bones. You need flesh on your bones. He's not saying just being physical. It's about, when he talks about the flesh, he's talking about our worldly desires. Things that can kind of become all-consuming for us. Things that aren't from God. Don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. You know, you get let out of prison, off you go. But what are you going to do now? Are you going to reoffend and then end up back in prison for Christmas? Or are you going to go and turn over a new leaf and live a new life? What are you going to do with your freedom? Don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh and just do whatever you want to do. Use it to serve others in love, he says. You're free to take some cake, but it might be a and please do, but think about others as well. <laughs> Serve others in love. Serve one another humbly in love. You're free from yourself to stop putting yourself first and start putting others first. Paul says, you're, if you're free, you're no longer under the law, he says in this passage. You're not under the law anymore. He's been saying again and again, you're not. Uh, 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 bound by all the laws. But, if you're free, the irony is, you will then fulfill the law. Because if you're free, free free through Christ, you will, by his spirit, end up fulfilling the law. Paul says you can sum this law up by saying, love your neighbor as yourself it's all about love It says those who are led by the Spirit will do this we talk about being spirit-led sometimes in Christian circles what we mean normally by that is well you know I may be using the gifts of the Spirit whether it be prophecy or speaking in tongues or or dreams and visions we think about that as being spirit-led but here Paul talks about being spirit led as loving people. So if you are loving your neighbor, you are being spirit led. You're a spirit led Christian because you love your neighbor. Use your freedom to serve others in love. You're free. You're free to actually be like a slave. (laughs) Doesn't sound contradictory, doesn't it? But you're free from, I must do what I want to do so that you can serve others. Marvin Gaye had a battle in his life. Endless conflict. Now, that was an extreme example of someone so conflicted. But how many of you know that life is a battle? Anyone feel like life's a battle sometimes? It's a struggle, isn't it? If we're honest. Life's a battle sometimes. And we might have many battles in our lives. You might have a battle with your neighbour right now trying to work out whose fence has fallen down. Who should be paying for it? <laughs> Maybe you've got a battle with your boss. Can anyone remember a battle with their boss one time? Anytime? <laughs> Maybe you've had a, a battle with... Um, a family member. Maybe there have been different battles in your lives. I want to guarantee you that the biggest battle of all that you'll ever face, though, isn't the battle with your boss or whoever it is. It's the battle with yourself. It's the battle with your heart and with your mind. That is the biggest battleground of all. We pray for peace between Russia and Ukraine. But the biggest battleground of all is the battle in your mind. It really is. Paul describes a conflict that takes place within us when we become a Christian. See, when you become a Christian, the spirit of Jesus comes and lives in you. Comes and makes Jesus real to you. He comes and walks with you. He's with you. He's in you. Inhabits you. And you have... So much potential to do so much more than you could have done because the Holy Spirit is in you. And he's so willing, he's not in short supply, he's so willing to fill you and equip you and and so on and lead you. And yet, there are still within you earthly desires. What Paul calls here the desires of the flesh. And these are in conflict with one another. They're like oil and water. The flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And when you're a Christian, you have that battle between you. Now the truth of the gospel is that, and Paul says this in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he says this, Christ died for me, and I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. It's not me living here anymore. I've died on the cross with Jesus. Christ lives in me. My old me isn't who I am really anymore. I am a new creation in Christ. That is who I am. And yet, the old ways still rear their heads, don't, don't they? And we still battle because we're not quite the finished article yet. There's two elements to the Christian life. First one is a passive element. We need to be passive in our Christian life, because we need to be those who learn to receive. We receive what God has done for us in Christ. We receive the Spirit and go on receiving the Spirit we can't do that ourselves we need to receive so we, there's a there's a, it's not wrong to be passive because who who saved me i didn't save me christ saved me so i receive what jesus has done i receive it i'm passive but there's also an active role in the christian life paul says in verse 24 of this passage you know if we belong to christ jesus we have crucified the flesh along with its passions and desires we've been crucified by the death of Jesus on the cross but we have crucified ourselves as well just stay with me there's an active part that we have to play as we make the crucifixion of Jesus his death on the cross real to us and that means we've got to nail our sins to the cross Jesus did it for us when he died on the cross But we've got to then live that out. And that means that the things that we struggle with, that we know are wrong, we've got to nail them to the cross. Now, they're already there, but sometimes we keep going back. Oh, oh! I'll just get, you know, we we pick at the nails on the cross. (laughs) But you've got to nail it there and leave it there. Now, Jesus described this in the Gospels. He says, whoever wants to follow me needs to take up their own cross daily and get up and follow me. It's called dying to the self, dying to the flesh. Paul says, don't gratify the desires of the flesh. That's what these things are. Now he lists them here. And there's a grisly list. He says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. And there's that long list that John read to us. Four sort of areas in which they cover. The first three are to do with sex. Sexual immorality. Impurity and debauchery. I'm tempted to go down a rabbit hole and start talking about all these things, but I'm not going to today. Uh, sex. Sexual immorality. Big deal in the Roman world. Big deal in the day of the Galatians. Big deal today. The next area is to do with worship. To do with um, uh, 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 yeah, uh, religion. Idolatry and witchcraft okay? I I agree that those are wrong. The next eight in this list are actually to do with our relationships. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy. That's the biggest part of the list. It's to do with how we relate to one another. And the last two on the list are actually to do with drunkenness. Drunkenness and orgies. (coughs) And uh, it's not sex orgies, it's Getting really drunk all the time. These are the acts of the flesh, Paul says. And then he says, there's plenty more, and the like. He says, these are obvious. We all know that these aren't right. <clears throat> I do just want to say something about this list. When you think about that list, it's ever so easy to point the finger at somebody else who's doing something on that list. And it's ever so easy to excuse ourselves for something that we do on this list. Because I think if we're honest, we all slip into this kind of behaviour from time to time. We might say, you know what, yes I blow my top sometimes, I do have fits of rage, I'll admit it, but at least I've never had an affair. Or we might say, yeah, I do struggle with pornography, but I never touch a drink of a, a, a alcohol (laughs) so that i'm good at (laughs) on this list we all can perhaps notice things the sexual sins are more obvious right but how many churches are guilty of factions and divisions and backbiting and slander and all this sort of stuff envy jealousy right They don't even slip through the net. They're just walking through the door in most churches. These are the acts of the flesh, Paul says. And then there's a really sobering comment at the end. Those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ouch. Does that bring you up short? It stings, doesn't it? Now he's not saying, if you slip into this from now on, time to time, you know, that's it, game over. He's saying... If you perpetually live in this way, in a way that says I, ne- I, I don't even think this is wrong. This is just who I am. You don't say sorry. You don't re- think you, there's no conflict. If you like, if you're living in this lifestyle, then is God really in your life? You will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not be with the Lord for eternity. It is sobering. Those are the acts of the flesh. But Paul then contrasts it with the fruit of the Spirit and we could do a whole series on the fruit of the Spirit there's nine elements to the fruit of the Spirit you might be wondering why I've got a box of heroes up here well I found to my delight there are nine heroes in a box of heroes now don't get too excited because we only found this box yesterday and it's out of date um, <laughs> It was on the top of the tumble dryer, and we just left it there. <coughs> so I'm not going to hand them out in case anyone gets a stomach ache. But what do you do when you get a box of chocolates? Eat them. Eat them okay, but if, if, I, if I, to a nice person like Tricia, which I won't because they're out of date, but if I did, what would, what would you say? Ooh. Ooh. Exactly. Something nutty. Something nutty. <laughs> You're very welcome. You can have all the nutty ones. So you would choose the ones you like. And that's what we tend to do with a box of chocolates, and then we get left up with the, um, you know, whatever it is. Praline? Who likes praline here? Eh? You don't like strawberry creams? I love those. Yeah. (laughs) And if it's got strawberry in it, that is, it's part of your five a day, isn't it? (laughs) So, (laughs) we pick and choose, right, with with chocolates. But I want you to notice this. With the fruit of the Spirit, there are nine elements to it but we don't pick and choose because it's not fruits plural, it's fruits singular. It's all one thing. Love. And it's a beautiful list, isn't it? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Huh? It's a beautiful list. Now, I want to challenge you and challenge me. There are fake, there's fake fruit. Not fake fruit, but fruit that's not really the fruit of the Spirit. You see, some of us say, well, I'm actually quite self-controlled. But what you mean is you're British and you're quite reserved. <laughs> you're stiff. <laughs> you might be quite a sort of naturally bubbly, like my wife is, quite naturally bubbly, joyful kind of person. But it's fake. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just your personality type. i stuff. It's just you're enthusiastic. It's your personality. That's what you naturally are like. Some of us are naturally quite peaceful. Other of us more excitable. The fruit that Paul's talking about here isn't a natural tendency. It's actually the fruit of what? The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the Spirit at work in our lives, and I want to challenge me as well as you. We don't pick and choose, like we might with a hero. It's all part of a package. Now, fruit. If the Spirit is at work in your life, the fruit will grow. You don't even have to try. He will. He will be working in your life. It will happen. You don't have to try. I'm going to qualify that in a second. But it will happen. It might take time. But over time, it will no- you'll notice. You might just one time say, you know, someone's really wound you up. And previously, you might have felt like smacking them in the face. Or you might have smacked them in the face. But this time, you thought, you that's oh, all right, it's all right. You walked away. Wow! <laughs> I wouldn't have done that two years ago. That's the fruit of the spirit. You didn't even see it coming. But God is working in you. I'm a bit more patient than I used to be. Now it's not just about getting older. Because I know some really impatient, grumpy, blah, 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 old people. <laughs> right? It's the fruit of the spirit. And it's what matures in you. But it is from the spirit. Seven times in this passage, the Spirit of God is mentioned by name. This is life by the Spirit. How do you stop doing that thing that you can't stop doing? You bring in the Spirit, you invite the Spirit to fill your life. (coughs) See, if I got a problem with food, I don't keep the cake in front of me, and go, ooh, I'm going to see how strong I am to resist the cake. Because I won't. I'll go for the cake, and then I'll want the whole thing. You do away with it. You're ruthless with it. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, what did he say? Cut it off. It wasn't a literal thing. (laughs) But he's saying, be ruthless with your sins. Don't. You know, caress them and say, oh, well, you know, they're there. No, be ruthless. And then replace that with Holy Spirit. Say, come Holy Spirit, lead me. Paul says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Just to mention my wife again, she does Zumba. Anybody else do Zumba or something like that? If you do Zumba or some kind of dance class, you're the instructor is at the front and you've got to keep in step with the instructor. So they move, you move. <laughs> I don't do Zumba, but you know. <laughs> right? You keep in step and you're watching them like a hawk. And, and you probably look nothing like them to start with, but if you keep at it, <coughs> you start to look a little bit more like the instructor. And you might edge to the front of the class. <laughs> Feeling good. The Holy Spirit is our instructor. He's your Zumba instructor. Keep in step with him. Now the beauty of it is, with Zumba, the instructor's there and you're here. But actually, with the Holy Spirit, he's here. He's in you. And he will guide you. Keep in step. With the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. He's in you to lead you into all freedom. He's in you to lead you to the truth. And the truth will set you free. He's in you to give you victory. God's will is not that you live a tragic life like Marvin Gaye did. God's will is that you have victory over these things that you struggle with. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. You are free. So live as free people. Against such things there is no law. Lord, we're sorry for the times where we've been striving in our own strength to be loving and all the rest of it, and we've messed up. Lord, we're sorry for those times where we have done things which we know are are not what you want us to do. We say we're really sorry, Lord. want to invite anybody here just or online just there's something you just want to say sorry to god between you and god just do that right now lord i am sorry it's between you and him As you've said sorry, Jesus has heard your prayer and the Lord is faithful and just and will forgive you and cleanse you. As you said sorry for your sins, now lay them down at the cross because they're nailed there already actually. Now you get up, you turn around, walk away knowing that God's got your back God goes before you God goes with you and he's the Lord who has the victory he's the lamb who is slain he's the lion of Judah and he is with you so now take a step forward you might be stumbling, you might be faltering just take a step and do it say God I need your help don't go any further than he's calling you to go. Keep in step with the Spirit. Don't try and rush ahead and don't lag behind. Keep in step. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Would you lead us into freedom? Would you lead us into all truth? Would you be letting the truths of the word just settle in our hearts?